Pastor Michael E. Tan. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tan, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eton, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem, or through our Women of Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the Word. Go ahead and get into the Word. As always, we always want to keep the vision before us. The vision of the church that we believe that this is what God wants us to go. And Bethlehem, share the love. That sounded good. Let's do it again. Bethlehem, share the love. Amen. And we're going to get our Share the Love t-shirts for 2012. And this is uh, the design. And uh, and you need to see Sister Eton if you want to pick up. Uh, and we're going to do uh, burgundy for men and pink for women, if we can do that. Or, or either or vice versa. It really doesn't matter. But I uh, want you to uh, pick up your t-shirt. See Sister Eton. Amen? Amen. Amen. Tonight, we want you to kind of be thinking about these questions that we're going to ask to discuss tonight uh, in our Bible study time. Uh, first thing we want to uh, discuss and kind of get, keep this on your mind, have you ever had to throw yourself on the Lord? And what does it mean to throw yourself on the Lord? Question number two we're going to talk about tonight is have you ever had a real talk with the Lord if so, what did you say to the Lord? Have you ever had a real talk with the Lord? And if so, what did you say to the Lord? And lastly, we're going to uh, talk about, has God ever given you directions after you've blown it with him? If so, what did he want you to do? Uh, have God ever given you directions uh, after you've blown it with him? And if so, what did he want you to do? So kind of keep that in mind as we enter into our study tonight. We're continuing in the study of the book of Joshua. And uh, we're st continuing to stand on this word, Joshua 1, verse 9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And that's what the words of the song is saying, telling us to be brave and to be strong. God wants you to be brave. Amen? Amen. Tonight we're going to discuss the topic, what to do when trouble comes. What to do when trouble comes. We're going to look at Joshua chapter 7, verses 6 through 12. Joshua 7. 6 through 12. Let's read this out loud together at the same time on three. <coughs> One, two, three. And Joshua tore his clothes and fell face down to the ground before the ark of the Lord, remained there to eat. The elders of Israel did the same and sprinkled dust on their heads. And Joshua said, Ah, sovereign Lord, 
Why did you ever bring this people across the Jordan to deliver us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us? If only they had been content to stay on the other side of the Jordan, pardon your servant, Lord. What can I say now that Israel has been routed by his enemies? The Canaanites and the other people of the country would hear about this, and they will surround us and wipe out our name from the earth. What then will you do for your own great name? The Lord said to Joshua, Stand up. What are you doing down in place? Israel has sinned. They have violated my covenant, which I commanded them to keep. They have taken some of the holy things. They have stolen. They have lied. They have put them with their own possessions. That is why the Israelites cannot stand against their enemies. They turn their backs and run because they have been made liable to destruction. I will not be with you anymore unless you destroy whatever among you is devoted to destruction. Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord again. We're talking about what to do when trouble comes. What to do when trouble comes. We're going to talk on around uh, tonight. To First of all, we're going to talk about throwing yourself on the Lord. Then we're going to talk about talking to the Lord. Then we're going to talk about take the Lord's directions. And we want Christians to know tonight that Christians should turn to the Lord in troubled times. Christians should turn to the Lord in troubled times. Uh, the last scene on last Wednesday night that we saw, we talked about the agony of defeat. And the agony of defeat was what had, what had happened in the Joshua chapter 7. God had already promised them that they had victory over the land. As a matter of fact, we talked about a little earlier, a message entitled, It's in your hands, because God said that, that they already had the victory and that it was in their hands before they went out and they took Jericho. Uh, that, that walled city. And uh, they conquered this great metropolitan of, of Jericho when they did what God told them to do, to march around the city. And on the seventh time, to march around seven times, and the trumpet blew, the priest blew the trumpet, and the walls of Jericho came tumbling down, and they ran in, and they took the city, a great, great victory for them. It was like the Super Bowl. Uh, uh, it was a rout. It was a blowout. And, uh, and, and they had the victory, and they won. And then we talked about in the agony of defeat, something had happened that nobody knew about. Um, after they conquered the land, God said that that Jericho was his. He, he wanted everything in Jericho. He didn't want the people to take anything, none of the plunder. He said this was uh, uh, what we talked about, uh, the first fruit. And we talked about that's like tithing. God wants to, the first fruit. God wants the first 10%. And if you and if you tithe, and God says you'll open the windows of bless, uh, open the windows of heaven and pour out blessing that you won't have room enough to receive. Uh, but if you don't 
tongue tie in Malachi chapter 3, it talks about how you are cursed with a curse. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't put God first in your finances. And in this text, they didn't put God first. Uh, God told them uh, uh, basically what he had told uh, Adam and Eve. He said, uh, 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 you can eat off of everything else in the garden, but this tree, this little tree, uh, oh, you, you, you don't eat off of that. You're, you're blessed. And, 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 and this one man by the name of Achan decided to bite the fruit and as a result sin entered the camp uh -huh. um, and as a result without nobody knowing they went on over to this little old bitty place called Ai Ai or I we learned in the Hebrew uh, was kind of up in the cliffs and uh, and they didn't pray and they, they sent scouts and they and they came back and said we don't need to take everybody to go on Ai we just need a few people to go up there and to conquer them uh, oh but to make a long story short they went out there and they got blown out hello somebody it, it should have been a route it should have been a one way street but uh, Oh, folk died because this man, Achan, decided to keep, oh, what God said was his and his alone. And now we, we, we come to the text trying to figure out because they didn't know, uh, Joshua didn't know what was happening. He was, I mean, he was, uh, uh, for lack of a better word, he was discombobulated. Lord, you told me we had the victory. You told me we we're going to take the whole land. We took, uh, oh, we took Jericho, but this little bitty place. Can you imagine? We done took this, and this little bitty place, folk died, and, and they began to wonder what, what happened. We're supposed to have the victory, like uh, the Broncos were wondering, because they were supposed to have the victory last Sunday. Everybody said that, that offensive team, the best offensive team to ever play the game, the most high-powered offense, the best quarterback to ever play the game. But I heard somebody say, offense wins games, but defense wins championships. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. So they got defeated. And Joshua didn't know what was happening. What in the world happened here? We're supposed to have had that victory. Probably like, 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 like that boy Peter. He was after the game. Like, what in the world happened? We were supposed to have the victory. And so we see the response to Joshua. First of all, he... He had to throw himself on the Lord. And someone once said that you can't really, really define whether you believe in God whether when you have the victory. What really defines whether you have you believe in God is when you're in defeat. What do you do when you lose the battle? What do you do when you go bankrupt? What do you do when you have to go through divorce? What do you do when you get the pink slip? What do you do... Oh, when you're in an accident, uh, had an incident, what do you do when trouble comes? Well, Joshua is a good example of what happens when, when troubles come because what he had to do, he had to throw himself on the Lord. Which reminded me of this text that we're going to see before we get into the context. Uh, Proverbs 3 about trusting in the Lord. I showed this video before. But when trouble comes, you, you've got to steal. You've got to trust in the Lord, and, and, and this is what he did because Joshua he didn't he didn't run away from the Lord. He really he threw himself literally on the ark of the covenant. 
he ran straight to the Lord, which shows us that even in troubled times, he still trusted in the Lord. And that's what we got to do in troubled times. And this little video tells us to trust in the Lord, even in troubled times. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. to his own understanding. He had to acknowledge God. He'll make your path That's what Joshua had to do. He had to throw himself on the Lord and he, he couldn't lean to his own understanding because his own understanding couldn't comprehend how in the world can I have conquered Jericho and then I go up to this little place called Ai and folk lose their life. I can't understand it, Lord. He didn't run away from the Lord. But the Bible says he ran to the Lord. Hello, somebody. He literally threw himself Upon the Lord. The, the text says, And Joshua tore his clothes. And what did he do? He fell face first to the ground where? Before the ark of the Lord. And what did he do? Remaining there till evening. Hello, somebody. And not only him, but all the elders of Israel. They did the same thing. Joshua and his time of trouble didn't run from the Lord like we are tempted to do. Uh, many times when we go through troubled times, the Christian folk are tempted to not go to church. Christian folk are tempted to not to pray. Uh, Christian folk are tempted not to read the word of God. The Christian folk, when they go in troubled times, the last thing they want to do is to trust in the Lord. Come on, come on. They feel forsaken by God in troubled times and they run away from the Lord. But Joshua shows us a good example of what we should do in troubled times. He, he ran to the Lord. Hello, somebody. And he tore his clothes, which is a sign of mourning, and he fell face first. Oh, and, and some of you who've been living for the Lord a, a time or two know this position of prayer. Many folk know and think that prayer can only happen on you knees, but when you go through a troubled time uh, uh, before the Lord, well, you, you got to fall down prostrate before the Lord. Hello, somebody. Anybody ever experienced that where they, where the knees weren't low enough? <laughs> You're going through so much trouble, the knees ain't low enough, so you got to lay, bow down, prostrate before the Lord. And that's what Joshua did. He was right there, that ark of the covenant. Remember that ark of the covenant? The ark of the covenant that led him across. Hello, somebody. The Jordan, that ark of the covenant that the priest had to carry around the city. That, that ark of the covenant that, that, that had given them the victory. Oh, Joshua, he, he couldn't understand it in his own heart, in his own mind. So he, he had to go and he fell prostrate before the ark of the covenant face down. And every 
before the Lord. Hello, somebody. Didn't run from the Lord, but mourned before the Lord. Because remember, they didn't know what happened. They didn't know about Achan at this time. They didn't know that Achan had took oh, the, the sacred things. They didn't know that Achan had, had the, the Bible. And in Malachi 3 said, will a man rob God? Yeah. Hello, somebody. Achan had jacked God. Hello, somebody. He had stole from the Lord. And nobody knows. He had did it in private. Hello, somebody. And we shared uh, last week uh, about the, uh, the agony of the feet. What you do in private can affect, uh, oh, the public life of the church. Hello, somebody. Oh, because you think you're getting away with something. God says, hey, you can't get away from me. Hello, somebody. The psalmist tried to go to the deepest sea and couldn't get away. To the highest mountain and couldn't get away from the Lord. Hello, somebody. But again, they didn't know. They didn't know what had gone on. So he threw himself on the Lord. Hello, somebody. Uh, what does this read? Let's read this together on three. One, two, three. David looked up and saw the angel of the Lord standing between heaven and earth with a drawn sword in his hand extended over Jerusalem. Fell face down. Hello, somebody. That's not a bad position to be in, people. Especially when you don't know what's going on in your life, when you realize that you should have the victory. This this should be an easy thing that's going. This should be an easy trial. This this should be easy. And, and sometimes it's the easy stuff that gets you falling face down before the Lord. Hello, somebody. Because we because of pride, we think we can handle the small stuff. Let me, oh Lord, you can deal with Jericho, but I'm gonna take care of I or A. I, I can I I can handle the small stuff. Oh, and that's how folk got in trouble with drugs. They thought they could just take, oh, I can handle the small puff of this meth- methamphetamines or the small puff of this crack cocaine. I can handle the, oh, I can handle this little, uh, oh, this not, uh, oh, uh, something I got from the street. I, I can take this stuff I got from the doctors. I can handle this. But you find out that you get hooked. You find out that it's the small stuff. That could get your face down before the Lord. Hello, somebody. We as Christians have to do, we got to fall down face first in the beginning. Over every big decision and every small decision, we have to take it to the Lord in prayer. You see, they were unaware of what happened. And maybe they could have come aware if they would have decided to pray about their next battle. If they'd have come together and prayed about AI, but they were oh so busy trying to accomplish for the Lord, they didn't have time to ask him what he wanted. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. So now we have the question we need to ask. And, and maybe you can stop me from preaching if you participate in this discussion. <laughs> uh, have you ever had to throw yourself on the Lord? And what does it mean to throw yourself on the Lord? Is there anybody here tonight that can answer that question? Have you ever had... To throw yourself on the Lord, and what does it mean to throw yourself on the Lord? Anybody? 
Okay, Tim, I see your hand. Go ahead. Huh. You know, what have I done wrong? Huh. Help huh. me through this and, huh. and guide me through this. Mm. And just, it would be just pretty much taking the burden and putting it on God. Well, it would be pretty much taking the burden and putting it on the Lord. See, I know that was a preacher in you somewhere. <laughs> That's a great, great example, That's illustration. That's right. You, you, you're showing yourself on the Lord for the answer. Amen. Um, as he was talking, I I thought about it. It's it's a, a what you call a, a knee jerk reaction, which means this is what you do without even thinking. You know, it was a spontaneous thing. You see, he he, he couldn't wait to Wednesday night to get to prayer meeting. He couldn't wait to Sunday to oh, he couldn't go and run and see the priest. His first his knee jerk reaction. Oh, was to lay himself, to throw himself and lay himself out before the Ark of the Covenant, which was symbolic of who God was. Hello, somebody. What, what are your knee-jerk reactions? Because that tells you really uh, what your relationship with God is like. Uh, it tells you really what your character is like. I, I can remember, and I hate to tell my cousin's business. Uh, but I'm going to tell her business. Don't tell her I told her, but told you. But uh, uh, my cousin, uh, as she was closing the door, and my cousin would never curse in front of me, but as she was closing the door and hit her finger, her knee-jerk reaction <laughs> was the talking tongues that didn't need interpreting. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and, and that, that's knee jerk. See, see, it, it, it's, it's, it's what. It, but his knee jerk reaction wasn't the cuss. Hello, somebody. His knee jerk reaction was to throw himself upon the Lord. Wow, that's deep. That's deep. That's deep. So next time when you get into some trouble, try to say, Lord, let me. Let me not be, not, not, don't, don't let me have a knee-jerk re response. Don't, don't let me cuss folk no more. Hello, somebody. Don't let me hit folk no more. Don't, don't let me cut folk. Don't, don't let me shoot folk. Hello, somebody. Because some of you still got your gun in the back of the car. You run back there and get it every time trouble comes. Hello, somebody. Surely not in the church. <laughs> but, but he... His knee-jerk reaction was to throw himself upon the Lord. And then once he threw himself on the Lord, then he could have a conversation, okay? This is where we talk about talk to the Lord. And we talk about real talk. 
And, and that's how I try to get Christians to pray, real talk, real prayer, you know. Because if you ever been around the church for a while, you notice that folk, they, they pray these lofty prayers. You know, and, 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 and Joshua in this text didn't have time to pay no lofty prayers. He had to talk to the Lord. And that's what folk, the old folks say, that talking to the Lord is like talking to God as you're sitting face to face. Mm-hmm. Hello, somebody. Yeah. And this is what he had to do. And, and, and he had to do what this text in Philippians says. And this is how you talk to the Lord. What does it say? Y'all know what it says. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything. Everything. Tell yourself. Oh, yes. That's a good test. That's helpless. Good. That's good. 
you had to throw yourself. Ooh, girl, you make me want to preach. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's it. You had to throw yourself on the Lord. You had to talk to the Lord. Amen. And, and this is what Joshua did. He, he talked to him. I mean, he talked to the Lord. What did he say? The last sovereign Lord. He why did you bring yeah. Why did you ever yeah, bring, bring this people, people across the Jordan to deliver us in the hands of the Amorites to destroy us? Destroy. I mean, that's real talk. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had some real talk with the Lord? Hello, somebody. And he says, if, if only we would have been what, content to stay on the other side of the Jordan. What happened on the other side of the Jordan? They had victory on the other side of the Jordan. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. So, so this problem confound him, so he had to have a little talk with the Lord, and he had a real talk, and he, and, 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 and he was discouraged, and he, and he posed the question, why did you bring us, uh, oh, from across the Jordan to deliver us in the hands of the emperor? What, what, what's going on? I don't understand it. Sometimes uh, you've got to pray to the Lord, talk to him, and say, Lord, I don't understand it. Lord, what's going on? Lord, uh, Oh, you said I could have the victory. Lord, you said I would be set free. Lord, you, you said, Lord, that I would prosper. Lord, you said that I could be uh, healed in my body. Lord, what, what's going on? Uh, uh, sometimes we pray the class. Oh, man, I don't know about y'all. If you ever kept it real with the Lord. You say, Lord, it seems like I'd been better off when I wasn't saved. Hello, somebody. Oh, somebody ain't really had a real talk with the Lord. Hello, somebody. And when you see all the folk out there doing wrong and this seem like they're being blessed and you think well Lord oh I didn't have a conscience like I have now it seemed like I've been better off when I wasn't saved hello somebody real talk God can take real talk come on hello somebody he can take real talk so when you're going through, especially when you're going through a hard time and you don't know what happened and you know it, should, it shouldn't be this hard, it, it, this, this shouldn't, it shouldn't be this hard. Have you ever, have, have you ever uh, thought about that sometimes in your life? You're like, Lord, it, it shouldn't be this hard. This, this is a little AI. Yeah. Come on now. It shouldn't be this hard to find a job. Hello, somebody. It shouldn't be this hard to find a mate. Hello, somebody. It shouldn't be this hard to get out of debt. It, it shouldn't be this hard to grow a church. It, it shouldn't be it's hard, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, somebody. Man. Has anybody ever had a talk with the Lord? Real talk. Mm-hmm. Hello, somebody. Young folk used to say, keeping it real. And then they used to say, keeping it 100. Mm-hmm. And, and Joshua right now was keeping it 100 with the Lord. Hello, somebody. Psalms 55, 17 says what? Let's read it on three. One, two, three. Evening, morning, and noon, I cried out in distress. And he hears my voice. And this is what Joshua was doing. Your prayer should change when you're in distress. Hello, somebody. You know, I, I don't like folk who fake it. Come on, man. man. You know, you've heard me say many times from the pulpit, you ask them, uh, how you doing today, brother? They blessed and highly favored. Wait a minute. Didn't you just get laid off? <laughs> Didn't your wife just leave you? Didn't you just get evicted? <laughs> Hello, somebody. <laughs> no, no. I'm not blessed and highly favored. Pray for me. 
follow somebody. I, I need a job. Pray for me. I, I need peace of mind. Pray. You, you better pray for me. Hello, somebody. Because in this life, it's not always going good. Come on, man. Hello, somebody. And this should be the place where folk can come and be able to truly share with one another. And then we cry out to the Lord on your behalf. This, is, this should be a place where we can be vulnerable with one another and not be shaken and faking. And we uh, not be concerned about us uh, sharing a prayer request here and hearing it on the street. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Joshua, talk to the Lord. Real talk Amen. to the Lord. Hello, somebody. When we enter into our time of prayer tonight, somebody better pray some real talk to the Lord. Because it's in that real talk that you get answers. And I, I, I didn't get to share everything. Now you go back and read it for yourself. But basically, Joshua needed wisdom. To know how to deal with the situation. And Proverbs 3 had to not lean to his own understanding and he had to allow God to direct his path, which is what wisdom is, is, is allowing God to direct our path. And, and this was a, a trouble trying some time, and he needed answers. And he did some real talk, and guess what? God gave him answers. Hello, somebody. God gives him answers. And with prayer and real talk, God will give you answers. Now, you might not like the answer that you get. <laughs> it's yes, no, and wait. Hello, somebody. And, and God, as he, as he was praying for wisdom, and this text here talks about wisdom or this little video. Uh, but before we get to that wisdom talk, let's talk about this. Have you ever had real talk with the Lord? Hello, somebody. If so, what did you say to the Lord? Have you ever had real talk with the Lord? And if so, what did you say to the Lord? Anybody, anybody. We'll talk. I was mad. You was mad. Oh, yeah. I, I was mad. I, mad. And, uh, uh, yeah. And, uh, I didn't understand why God was doing it to me. And, uh, I had lots of doubt. You know, as far as my faith. And uh, but after I, I after I got real with God, <laughs> yes. and I thought about it, mm-hmm. I went back and apologized because <laughs> 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 I knew what it wasn't God that had me in that situation with me. Well, but uh, yes, I have. I've had some real talk with God. Mm. I'm, and I, don't, I mean, not every time I was by it. I mean, just mm. we just sit down and chop it up. We yeah, talk, chit chat. <laughs> and it was just more of. Uh, uh, just guide me, you know, direct me on my path, help me to be a better father. You know, mm. just we talk about lots of things mm. that I struggle with, and what I don't struggle with. Mm. So, yeah, I've had some real, real Amen. Amen. And then, if you really want to grow in the Lord, get, get into some real talk. Amen. Stuff that you don't understand that's going on in your life, do some real talk with Him. You know? Don't fake it and shake it. If you're shaken, be shaken. Hello, somebody. And talk to him about it. 
That, that's real. I, I like the way, way he said he chopped it up with the Lord. That's a, that's a, that's a conversation. I learned that. <laughs> <laughs> Who you learned that from? <laughs> that's that, that, that's real. Talk, talk it up with chop it up with the Lord. You know, get a cup of coffee, sit down, and talk to the Lord. Hello, somebody. That's what you got to do. Okay, now this next video is uh, talking about wisdom to which Joshua would get after he really had some real talk with the Lord. YouTube type people. So this is a passage that gets a lot of use in my daily life, and I hope it gets a lot of use in yours as well. And if not, I hope today's video can help you see the importance of these four simple verses. So let's just jump right into the first verse here. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. This is amazingly encouraging. I know for a fact that there's many of you out there who feel like you're lacking wisdom on a daily basis, and I'm right there with you, especially at this point in my life where I'm making big, big decisions that could possibly affect the trajectory of my entire life. I have some serious hesitation sometimes because I just don't feel like I have the wisdom necessary to make the best possible choice. But here's James telling us that when we ask God for wisdom, he's willing to get A close connection exists, therefore, between faith, prayer, and wisdom. The one who asks for wisdom asks in faith. Asking in faith requires divine wisdom. To ask for wisdom is itself wise and is part and parcel of persevering in faith and growing in wisdom. Growth in wisdom is to understand that everything of faith is from God. Prayer is both accepting and asking. Prayer accepts the gift of faith. Prayer likewise acts for the means to work out that faith through the gift of wisdom. In the asking mode of prayer, the believer seeks that which will secure persevering wisdom. And asking without doubt is at the heart of James's understanding of prayer. Next time, guys, I love you, and thanks for watching. Bye. Amen. James 1 5. You, you need wisdom. You know? You, 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 you go to the Lord for that wisdom. And when you go to the Lord for that wisdom, He gives you answers. And that's why you don't need to be praying, uh, faking and shaking like you don't have any problems that you need answers to. Hello, somebody. You, you got to be real with the Lord. If you got a problem at work, you need to talk to the Lord about what's going on at work. You got a problem in your marriage, you need to talk to the Lord about what's going on in your marriage. If you have a problem with your kids, you need to talk to the Lord about what's going on with your kids. If you got a problem with your neighbor, you need to talk to the Lord, chop it up about the Lord, that neighbor of mine. <laughs> the Lord, that child of mine. Lord, you, you got to talk to him about what you're going through. Hello, somebody. And not act like you don't have any troubles. Hello, somebody. But after Joshua talked to the Lord, he chopped it up with the Lord, guess what? God gave him answers. Take the Lord's direction. And it was here, and it was in prayer, it was to throwing himself on the Lord, it was to talking to the Lord, that God gave him the answers that he sought. What was the answers? The Lord spoke to him. He says, that is why the Israelites cannot stand against their enemies, uh, they turn their backs and run because they have what? Made liable to destruction. And he says what? I will, I will not what? be with you anymore. 
unless you destroy whatever among you is devoted to destruction. Hello, somebody. You found the problem. Somebody had took something that they shouldn't have taken. Hello, somebody. And God says, unless you handle that problem there, unless you deal with this, you're not going to have my presence. You're not going to be able to go and conquer the land unless you deal with this problem. And Joshua didn't even know he had a problem. Hello, somebody. Those are the problems that catch you off guard. Those are the ones that you, you like to see your problems coming. But some problems just catch you off guard. Some problems just steal you. Like they used to say back in the day. You know, have you ever seen somebody get stole? They just walk in somebody just come knock them upside the head, get, get stole. Hello, somebody. Some of your problems will come and just steal you. Hello, somebody. <laughs> and between you uh, rubbing your head, trying to get your senses. You better learn how to pray. <laughs> and that's what Joshua did. Joshua got stole by this problem. And he had to fall down before the Lord. And the Lord told him what happened. Somebody had stole what was sacred to me. And this was important to know. Now, I'm going to make you be I'm going to give you the whole land. This one place here, I say, you can't have nothing. This, this one city here, I said, I'm going to reserve it for me. I'm going to give you the whole land, just like that tree incident. Hello, somebody. With Adam and Eve, I, I give you the whole God, give you everything in the God. Just don't mess with this. Hello, somebody. And just like we were talking about finances. Now, I'm giving you 90%. I just want 10. Hello, somebody. I'm giving you all of that. Just don't mess with this. Hello, somebody. And, and, and because of that, he said, I'm not going to be with you unless you destroy uh, what's among you that's devoted. Hello, somebody. And this shows us the importance of dealing with sin in our lives. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. You got to deal with the sin in your life. Because if you're not dealing with sin in your life, then it becomes rebellion. And if it's rebellion, that means what? Hello, somebody. To the Lord, this is as witchcraft. Hello, somebody. You done switched teams. Hello, somebody. Because you're not dealing with the sin in your life, that stuff that you're doing in private. Hello, somebody. That stuff that nobody else can see. Hello, somebody. If you're not dealing with it, if you're not confessing your sins unto the Lord, hello, somebody. Uh, because he says, I'm faithful and just to forgive you of your sins. All you got to do is confess it. Amen. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. I know what you do. It's like that movie we talked about. I know what you did last summer. Hello, somebody. You thought you got away with something, but I saw it. Hello, somebody. And all you got to do is deal with it. Amen. Repent. Hello, somebody. Throw it away. Hello, somebody. That's some stuff we need to just throw away. Hello, somebody. Amen. Some magazines we need to throw away. Some, uh, some stuff that we smoke we need to throw it away. Some stuff that we drink we need to throw it away. Amen. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Amen. To throw it away. Throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure throw some stuff away. Amen. I've had plenty of throwaway parties. Hello, somebody. Some of you need to even throw away your, your wishes and your dreams. Hello, somebody. Because I even had to throw that away. I wanted to do something else with my life. I didn't want to be a preacher. Hello, somebody. 
but but what I wanted to be was interfering with what God wanted me to be. And guess what? I had to throw those dreams away. Hello, somebody. And I had to submit to what God had for me. Hello, somebody. And when they dealt with the sin in the text, we're going to look at this Sunday and, and a message entitled, You Can Have It All, this Sunday. So come back and listen to that. You can have it all. After you've been through the agony of defeat, after you've learned to do what to do when trouble comes, God says in the next text, you can have it all. Amen. Hello, somebody. But let's look at this and let's go to the Lord in prayer. Psalm 6010. What does it say? Let's read it together on three. One, two, three. Is it not you, God? You who have now rejected us and no longer go out with our armies. They had been rejected. And God wouldn't go out with them. So they had to deal with the sin in the camp. And you read that little boy. You see how they found that it was Achan. Mm -hmm. It took something and buried it in his tent. Dig a dug a hole and thought God couldn't see it. Hello, somebody. It's thick you get away with it because it's in private. Because it's on the private file in your computer that you got to have a code to get into. You think God can't see it. Hello, somebody. Because you buried it in your backyard. You think God can't see it. Hello, somebody. Let's talk a little bit. Has God ever given you direction after you've Blown it with him? If so, what did he tell you to do? Nobody's ever blown it. <laughs> wow! <laughs> if you blow it with God, what is the number one thing he wants you to do? Confess it. Hello, somebody. It's not rocket science. If you blow it, confess it. Just simple, isn't it? Keep it simple, stupid. If you blow it, hello somebody. Repent. Turn around. I tell folk all the time. You know, you blow it. We all blow it. Continually blow it. Hello somebody. But you confess it. Turn around and run as if you ain't ever blown it before. Until the next time you blow it. <laughs> Get up, turn, run around, ask the Lord to forgive you. Run like it. That's, that's what the Christian faith is. Hello, somebody. And, and that's all he wants you to do, really, is to repent. Amen. That's all they had to do was repent. Woo. And the way they had to repent in that text, boy, it was a bad deal. Because old boy lost his life. And what was that, Dick, you say? And his entire family. Wow. His entire clan. And you wonder now, why was the Lord so hard on him? Might have reminded him of, 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 of the garden, I guess, of the garden, not the garden of Adam and Eve. It's like, now, you can't start out, you know, I'm, I'm about to do this new dispensation, and you can't start out wrong as I'm in this new dispensation. I'm about to give you the whole land, and then you come? Whew. So prayerfully, that's why I'm asking you to repent, because some folk could lose their lives because you don't repent. Woo. Yeah. It's deep, isn't it? 
we, we must pursue holiness at all times. Amen. 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 Any other questions, comments, or concerns before we go into a prayer? Amen. We talked about what to do when trouble comes. And we've learned tonight that if you're going through trouble tonight, you've got to throw yourself on the Lord. You've got to talk to the Lord. Amen. 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 Let's go to prayer. All who are able, get on their knees. I want you to get on your knees. I want you to intercede and, and, and chop it up and talk to the Lord about Bethlehem. The last meeting is not as good as we good report as we want to hear. It sounds like trouble. But if it's trouble, we know God says to, we've got to throw ourselves on the Lord. We, we've got to talk to him. And we've got to get direction from him. And whatever you're going through tonight, we want you to talk to the Lord. I'm going to begin and then pause for you to pray and then we'll close together. Father God, we come tonight, Lord, just wanting to thank you and to praise your holy name, Father, for you're always worthy to be praised. We just thank you, Father, that you are God and God all by yourself and God alone, Father. And we just thank you, Father, for your word, Father, that has come alive tonight for us. And we pray, Father, that we might be doers of your word tonight and not just you, Father. That we might be able to, to run to you, Father, as Joshua did in his troubled time, in a time that he couldn't understand. There's some folk tonight here, oh, they're going through some stuff at work that they can't understand that they need to talk to you about. Oh, there's some folk. Father, that oh maybe feeling lonely and alone, and they need to talk to you about it. Oh, that's some folk that may be going through financial troubles, Lord, tonight, and they need to talk to you about it. There's some folk that's been praying, Lord, for their ten most wanted father, and nobody has come to the household of the Lord as a result, and they want to talk to you about it tonight, Father. And there's a house here in Bethlehem, Father. We need to talk to you about some stuff that's going on in Bethlehem, Father. In Jesus' name, we don't ignore. What happened last week, Father? And we turn to you, Father. And we, oh, Father, this should be the easiest. Uh, oh, Lord. Uh, oh, and I hear you telling us, Father, as a church. Uh, oh, just like what happened, uh, Father, that we've got to deal with the sin uh, in our lives. Uh, oh, we've got to deal with the achings uh, in our life, uh, in our church, Father. In Jesus' name, Father, that we may be able to turn from our wicked ways. Father, your word says, that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then we'll be able to hear from heaven and you can heal our land, Father. And we pray, Lord, as a church, oh, Lord, we want to fall out of our aching ways, Father. We want to fall out of robbing God financially, Father. And see the name, we want to fall out, oh, Lord, of our sinful ways. And we want to turn to you throw ourselves onto you father oh lord and just have a little talk with you oh lord help us father to chop it up with you tonight father and to chop it up when we go home just to have a little talk with Jesus and tell him all about our troubles like the old folk used to sing and he'll answer by and by father in Jesus name help us father oh lord to 
talk to you, Father, and we pray, Lord, that you would give us the direction that we seek, Father, in Jesus' name. Somebody, oh, tonight needs some wisdom for the problems that they're facing, Lord. Bethlehem needs some wisdom for us as a church in Jesus' name. Your word tells us, oh, Lord, to trust in you tonight and lean out to our own understanding. And, Lord, tonight, oh, Father, we don't want to try to understand it in and of ourselves, but we trust in you tonight as we're on our knees. And there's some folk here who's prostrate just like Joshua in the text, have a prostrate heart, crying out to you, Lord, for answers for the problems that they're facing, Father, and they're trusting in you and believing by faith, Father, that you're going to make their path straight. And I pray, Lord, for every folk, every person at the sound of my voice, that you'll make our path straight, because we trust in you, Father. Oh, Lord, we're not anxious for anything, but in everything with prayer and supplication. Father, right now we're making our requests made known, Father, even as we're thanking you and praising your holy name, Father. We're asking you, Father, for wisdom tonight. And we're not like a double-minded man. We believe Hello again, faith, this is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program. Before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living King, you have to find God's family. And that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love, believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem again. We're at 311 North Dunbar in Falls Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. And if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, 
We're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home, a baby born. Needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. Thank you must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Lee Tom, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart, if, if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life. We just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. He raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. And I believe God can do it for us. And we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to vision to reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state of the arts build a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.